You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Well, it's a new year, and we're starting with uh, Wonder Woman 84. Eric, how the hell are you? Uh, you know, I'm good. I'm good, but I guess I could be better, especially after seeing this movie. Yeah. I actually, I actually feel guilty um, with what I am going to say about this movie. I was told by Ed that you and I are both uh, idiots. Why is that? Because I told him how I felt about why, the movie. Why is Ed the one calling us idiots? Because Ed says that this is uh, one of the best superhero movies of all time. Ed said that. Yeah, you can ask him. You can call him on the show right now and call him out if you want. I think for for the purpose of my own well-being, I will not call him to talk about this. <laughs> if you could boil this down for a few bullet points, why would Ed say that this is a good movie? I don't know. There's a lot of things in our conversation he that I'm not going to say you on air. Reason, sorry to cut you no, off. No, but I mean, I'm just, no. I'm, I'm surprised. But you know what? I guess it, this movie is not without its fans, right? It's not without its fans. This movie has a 60% of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it deserves to be a little bit lower. Audience score is given it 74. This is this this movie failed on every expectation that I had for it, and I'm really disappointed in this movie a lot. Yeah, I'm not gonna disagree with you there. I think is it maybe fair to say that coming from the first one, that expectations were a bit greater than well, probably previously thought of i mean it is still a dc movie but we know that this is a franchise that has a potential to carry the weight of the universe right of the dc universe right well you know and, and talking with with people outside of movie guys in my personal life about this that, that question was brought up is it was it because the first movie just came out of nowhere because we weren't expecting anything good because the first introduction of this version of wonder woman came out in batman versus superman and it's like, oh, well, if she's going to have her own movie, oh, I don't want to see that because that movie was horrible and she wasn't good in it. And then the first one came out of nowhere and just was like maybe top 20 greatest superhero films of all time, maybe. I mean, top it, 10. It, it definitely was enjoyable. Uh, I, I can tell you that. But um, what I, I didn't like, too, is that they kind of added powers in this movie that uh, we got to see in well, when Batman v Superman came out, you know, she just didn't have. So it's just like, you know, these powers that she has in this movie would have been very useful probably in, in that movie, too, when you were fighting Doomsday and shit like that. So that would have been... Right. So, yeah. but, but that was my question, though, Eric, is is the first Wonder Woman movie is 84 canon to that Batman-Superman world? Because if it's not canon... It doesn't doesn't matter. It certainly doesn't seem like it. This must be 1984, and everyone is just kind of I don't know. Everyone just seems like modern day that everyone's just playing dress up, really. You know, uh, yeah. they don't really uh, kind of respect the technology or really play to it. It's really just more of like kind of like a, the retro feel, like is what they're going for, like a vibe, colors, clothes, and you know, malls and payphones and shit. But um, everything else is just kind of. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of excuses in this movie. They're just like, oh yeah, this can happen here too. Why set this in '84? I think maybe just to go over a theme. 
I think maybe they're thinking this demographic likes an, an outrun type of feel. Like it just seems to be the, I'm otherwise I really don't know. Um, you could have given her her own movie. Maybe they wanted to do, do this whole Captain Marvel thing, which is pretty much what DC likes to do is copy a lot of what Marvel has done. And so they saw Captain Marvel do like this nineties nostalgia blast with some blockbuster video and, you know, maybe some Tamagotchi references and shit like that. But they thought they could do that again with some 80s. That's the only thing I can guess in, is that because DC does love to okay. copy Marvel. All right. Well, um, I say this when we have a big, big movie release, but we're going to dive into it here. And for you who are listening, if you have not seen this movie yet, we're going to spoil the living hell out of it. So turn off the show now. Don't like to say that, but turn off the show now. If Everyone's not seen, seen it. it. Jordan, you, you uh, get tuned into it, you've you seen it. Or maybe, maybe. You, you just want to get a Cliff Notes version of it, and so you came here to get it. Right. Well, I guess it's a Cliff Notes version. It's 1984, right? I'm sorry, no. The movie starts off with one of the most ridiculous scenes uh, for this movie. It's Wonder Woman as a little girl, and they're doing their Olympian triathlon, so to speak, you know, kind of thing. And the point of that whole scene was you cannot cheat, Gal Gadot. You cannot cheat. Then the whole movie, throughout the whole movie, that keeps on bringing it up and up and up and again. And then Chris Pine even says that pretty much to her when she has to choose between the love of her life or everybody else. And it's like she didn't learn nothing. Yeah, it does seem like uh, she's, you know, the whole movie is not to cheat. But this movie really treated a lot of logic and common sense rules here, and it should have been in the movie. It really was eye rolly for the for the most part. But I mean, I didn't. I, you know, did they really need to bring back Chris Pine for this? Like, they yeah. really had no, found yeah. yes, a reason did. to bring it back. You know, no, that's fine. Bring Chris. Chris Pine was a delight in the first movie, and I thought that him and uh, Gal Gadot uh, commented uh, complimented each other. Uh, in, in the first movie. So having him back is a big thing, right? But if there's going to be an a insult. third movie... No, it's not an insult. How it's an insult... Okay, that contradicted. It's not an insult to bring him back. How they brought him back is an insult. Because the big bad in this is... I'm just going to go out and say, you're going to disagree with me. This guy is Trump, right? 80s, yuppie, you know televangelist kind of guy, get rich scheme kind of guy. Like this is Gordon Gecko Trump kind of stuff, right? That's what this guy. If is. that's who you want to compare it to, then uh, I mean, look at him. He's definitely. I'd say that uh, something's you know living rent free in your head there, Jordan. But at the same right, part, then. I I can't disagree with you. I I get it. It's it's supposed to be like kind of that that big shot uh, executive sleazy type, you know, that right. the the greasy guy who's who's willing to do whatever to to make a buck, you know. Uh, greed is power and money is good. Yeah. Kind of. Kind she of brings him thing. back because because there's this stone that was created by a god that grants wishes. But every wish that you wish for comes true. But the rock or the stone, whatever, takes something from you. She wishes for Chris Pine to come back, and he does. That is fine. If you're gonna make a movie that's the monkey's palm meets Wonder Woman. I don't like the concept, but if that's where you're going to bring Chris Pine back, fine. But what doesn't make any sense to me 
is why is he in the body of another random dude from the 80s? Like, what happened to that dude? What happened to his family, his girlfriend, his wife, whoever? Like, none of that is brought back. Well, up. because that's all explained later on in the series, of course, with the, uh, um, really, the the best kind of superhero movie of all where it explains all this, Shallow Hell. Mm. So, kind of Shallow those, Hell. so those rules, I guess, apply to, to this one, and so this is also shall have because it makes no sense, right? If if she wishes for him, just have him show up. Hell, in the middle of the movie in, in Egypt, a guy's like wishes to, you know, keep his people in his land, and a giant wall pops out of nowhere. Would you rather so, him show up like Terminator style, just kind of buck naked in the alley and just? I just have know. him to show up. Why not? I mean, you're gonna have a woman who was a human being turned into a cheetah woman by the end of this movie, literally. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that how come, like, those wishes and all the other wishes seem to be instantaneous, but but Barbara's seem to have has taken, like, over the course of a, a week or so? No, it doesn't take over. I mean, like, Barbara, played by Kristen Wiig, which I was nervous about. What do you, what do you mean if she you was don't think so? There was nights. There was night time shots of her because 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 she wasn't she didn't know yet she didn't understand that she had the power because she's mousy she's meek you know she doesn't understand she has it until certain situations arise that she does have the power okay if you're gonna go I'm with that i'll play I'm no i'm with you fine with kristen wick she's fine besides cheetah woman at the end yeah yeah sure i mean i, I don't think that's her fault but i actually did Enjoy Kristen Wiig in this movie. I think she did a great job. I, I, I thoroughly liked Gal her. I was nervous. Bideau, let's talk about her. She was looking flawless. Dude. From from the moment she hit on screen, you were just like, that's whew, a striking Wonder Woman right there, just, just owning the screen. Yeah, you know what? Um, my wife didn't have a reaction. My wife uh, had a reaction when it was all the women at the end of Mandalorian season sure. when they were all in there blowing everybody away yeah you know this is this is a big deal right this is this is a standalone not a, the sequel this is a standalone female superhero movie she's strong she's independent she don't need no man kind of thing right this should be this should be a big thing uh for the community essentially uh i don't think it did anything for her did nothing well can i have you heard of the 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 theory uh, in hollywood Called uh well I don't know the actual name for it but like too hot to be in Hollywood. Oh, you think you think Gal Gadot is is gorgeous? I think she is, and and what I'm saying is that too hot is it takes away the believability factor of it too. You know, when you, you think see somebody that she's who's too hot is not believable. Correct. Really, I, I'm not going to to say that that's my issue because I enjoy her as one woman. I really do, but in this movie where she's a leading woman. And mm -hmm. instead of her psychic being maybe another another woman in her ensemble, she is against another woman, and um, she's kind of chained down or anchored by the love interest Chris Pine, uh, Steve Trevor, in this entire movie too. So that's not really you know a, a, a strong power move. Maybe that we get that from the ass kicking first one. You know, we got this one where she's a little bit. Um, I don't know. It's it's. More, that's more, kind of, more that's into the point. roles, you know. I actually, Eric, I, I actually agree that that's actually a good point. Is that you know she was strong and independent in the first one, you know, 
And then in this movie, she gives up her powers to be with him. That's not strong feminism, right? That's not what feminists are, are preaching here. To uh, to be with the man, to give up the one thing that makes you who you are, right? That's not that's not good. I'm assuming. I don't know. That's I'm, I'm no, trying to be nice here. No, no, I I'm I'm with you, Jordan. Uh, it's it's exact. I just wanted maybe she's an independent person. Diana Prince is somebody who is just an ass kicker, you know? And for her to be still jocking on this guy, what's it, 70 years later that we've discussed, right? right? From that she, she kissed this guy once, and she spent like a week or two with him in the World War One and shit like that, and she just can't get him out of his fucking head, really, or out of her head. And it, it it's just beyond me that she's lived that entire time, you know? And, and like nothing else has come up. When she's looking like that, nothing else has come up. You've still got Chris Pine in your head. All right. I mean, I guess. It it, it actually is very disheartening. Not, but, but this happens. You know, be a, but this happens. She's not a she's supposed to be a badass. Like it's Wonder Woman. Like she didn't she didn't have time for that shit. She fucking shouldn't, you know, chase him, she leaves him. Yeah, but we've seen this before. Like, I, it brings me back to uh, Spider-Man 2, right? The original Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock, you know? Uh, Peter Parker is struggling to be Spider-Man and be with Mary Jane. And because he's struggling with that, he starts to lose his powers a little bit. But then he comes through at the end. I mean, that the reason I'm bringing that up is that Wonder Woman 84 seems like a melting pot of all these superhero movies that we've seen before. It, it doesn't add anything new like the first one does. Gal Gadot is not a strong feminist in this movie at all compared to the first one. I would argue that it's two different women playing the role compared to the first one and this one. Like, it's – I'm going to give up my powers because I want to be with a man. It just – that that's not who you were in the first movie. So, therefore, you're not following the arc. You know what I mean? I, uh, yeah, yeah. But they're going to bring Chris Pine back because she was a fish out of water in the first movie where he takes her from the Amazonian area to, at that point in time, modern day England and everything. So now he's the fish out of water. We have to have, you know, the fanny pack scene to get us some laughs. You know what's not a laugh, though, is the two and a half hour runtime. Yeah, that's that's not a laugh. <laughs> that's not a laugh at all. Uh, that, that is an eye roll. That is, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. Actually. It was horrible. I, 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 my wife and I actually did this in two sittings. This is on HBO max for people. So like we watched all the way to the Egypt battle, the highway Egypt battle scene night one. Yeah. And we both looked at each other and we were like, yeah, no, we're kind of done. And we went back the next night. Uh, okay. So we talked about Barbara a little bit, but not much. I want to talk about her, and I want to talk about uh, the main guy. What's his name? Martin something? What's the main bad guy's name? Max Lord. Max Lord. That's a power so name, I want to talk. I want, to, I want to talk about Barbara first. Kristen Wiig, like we said earlier, I was I was nervous about her, but I figured, you know, Patty Jenkins saw something in her, and, you know, let's just go with it. And she, she was fine when she's not cheatified, you know, which is at the end. I, I – Liked her character. I liked her mousy character. She uh, she had an arc. You know, she was picked on. She was yep. bullied. No men paid attention to her. She got this power. She, she could use the power for good or evil, but she used it for evil. And she had this. She didn't hate Wonder Woman, which I kind of like too. She just wanted to be Wonder Woman, but she didn't know that she wanted to be like Wonder Woman. She wanted to be like Diana Prince. 
because she didn't know Diana Prince was Wonder Woman. Right. So that's why, to answer your question earlier in the show, why did it take her so long to get powers? Well, because she didn't know Diana was Wonder Woman, so she didn't know she had these powers. She just wanted to be like her, to be beautiful and and, and eye-catching, and all the men want her. You know what I mean? I got That's why you. she didn't know she had powers. So, all right. I, I get you with that. That's but, uh, well explained yeah. there, Jordan. I, I originally uh, had thought, too, that... Uh, she was maybe even taking the powers from from Diana, but um, oh, that would have been good. But then they good explained. Idea. But then they explained the whole monkey's paw thing. And yeah. uh, this is the silly yeah. part. Then is that uh, you know Diana's you know uh, the cost of her wish is well her powers right, and then there's so many other costs that other people are taking as well too, and then Barbara's is what that she loses being a good for girl? humanity. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, because Diana kept on saying in the beginning of the movie, you're such a nice person. and It's just a weird thing nice, to wish nice, for you. Nice. And your monkey's paw is that you'll have a super apex predator strength, but you'll also be dun, 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 a bitch. It's just Well, yeah, because me. if you're nice, right? Like, like if you wish to be all and powerful, Eric, I think of you as a nice guy. But then, you know, all your niceness goes away and you're just a douche. That's taking something away from you. Oh, you your go. niceness. You're that's, just a douche. That's the difference between John Cena and Triple H, then, huh? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that wrestling uh, metaphor. Yes, absolutely. Do it, do it for you, Jordan. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Max Lord is his name, right? Yes, Pe- by uh, Pedro Pascal. What a disappointing villain. And what I mean by that is I don't like the idea that they're going to go with the monkey's paw, MacGuffin, Story arc. That's the whole movie, but okay. I will give the movie that, right? Because we got to get Chris Pine back because he was great in the first one. But to have him say, my wish is to become the stone, and then he goes out the whole movie like, you know, blood coming out of his nose, he has headaches. None of that comes full circle. Yeah. None of that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, she fought Ares, right? She fought Ares in the first movie. So I was like, oh, and they said there's a god who made this one. Is she going to fight the god? Is this how a Wonder Woman movie is going to go? The big bad at the end is a god. Yeah. How Ares hid himself in her life. Is is Ares now within this Max guy? You know what I mean? That didn't happen. I It was disappointing. I did they not dropped like, the ball. And uh, all parts. Um Especially the part where he kind of has this gold bloomism, uh, Max Lord, that is, where he's just like, oh, how do I get in touch everybody? And he keeps on going up the ladder, you know, oh, the president, oh, he'll know. And they find that uh, there's this emergency broadcasting system kind of on, on a cliffside uh, with mm-hmm. a giant satellite that's uh, connected to all the satellites that are in 1984, which uh, apparently, Somehow. I guess, are more than I had or I would have guessed. Also, um, they get into it, and they all help broadcast everybody, and be like, I can grant you all the wishes. You know, kind of a very Jafar moment right there, I guess. Right. Uh, this, this being this all-powerful genie. It's it's silly, especially because he, like, steps into the beam, and for some reason, he everybody is just, like, bored enough in their fucking lives, I guess, that they can are able to see this, which is um, weird. Uh what I would have liked, 
especially because in that part you're opening up the possibility of there just being so many fucking crazy wishes, you know. But right. um, what what I would have liked is that they seem to have this rule um, that was established by Diana that if you rescind or renounce your wish, I'm sorry, um, that everything goes back. That you can Which go is out, really stupid. I, I, the, yeah, so, yeah, I'm I'm not really a fan of that. Um, but I, I don't know how else they would, you know, have some have somebody wish for or have somebody else's wish be. I renounce all the wishes or something like that, you know. But that's how it it should have ended, rather than you know her lassoing his ankle and her being like, "I was talking to all of you instead of Maxwell." Like that, that was, was that bad. was bad. That was really that silly. Was... But it, isn't how the monkey paw ends, though? Is that when there's zombie son at the end of the story, when the zombie son's trying to get into the house, the dad or whoever says, you know, I wish for everything to go back, well, pretty much renouncing his wish, right? That's, well, that's, that's what should have – this is where I think what, what should have happened is that if we get Maxwell Lord who's kind of gone down this, this rabbit hole, right, and he's really just, just – did a good job and fucked up a lot of the world. I mean, this is allows us to cut about twenty minutes out of this film too, Jordan. So he goes to these world leaders and he digs. You know, he's making a mess. You know, and everything's messing up, and the nukes are flying from America to to Russia, right? Mm-hmm. And each wish now is eating away at him. It's taking a physical toll. So here we're seeing a very distressed Maxwell Lord. You know, just like gaunt, you know, and just, just you know, uh, uh, bleeding and, you know, almost like hemorrhaging, you know, kind of a thing internally. And it's just hard to look at, you know. And he realizes the, the error in his ways because, oh, let's say that's where his kid can come in, you know. He doesn't have to go to this, this broadcasting thing, this this tower. Instead, he's, you know, at his, at his lair, in, in his building instead, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and say so his kid sees him like this. And, you know, the kid, you know, and he realizes the air in his way. He's like, oh, my God, I, you know, and Wonder Woman does the whole speech then. They do a monologue there. He realizes, you know, blasso of truth, that shit. Um, the kid then wishes for, like, to rescind all the wishes. Or I wish everything was back to normal or how, like, how it was before, you know, whatever the hell. And that happens. And then and that's how everything goes back to normal. I would right. accept that a lot more than what, what we saw. Did you accept that, or did you accept the fact that she was falling with style with the lasso, uh, with an airplane and I'm gonna, lightning? I'm going to ignore all the falling with style shit. No, you can't ignore it. We have to discuss it, because that's a I big, can, major because they ignored it. the movie. They ignored it in Batman v Superman, and I'm sure they'll ignore it. I swear to you, Jordan, if they fucking... They will, because I think that DC is just that fucking way... They're gonna ignore it in all the other movies that she's in. This is the—I swear, this is the only time we're gonna see her wing glide. Yeah, but she was literally flying. She wasn't she falling was, with style. This is a joke. She's falling I mean, with style. She was or... flying. No, nah, she was fucking flying, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, she was. She was flying. It looks like she was just really. Why where, do where, that? Well, because she and she even—I said that she was flying for sure because she did that. The Superman move, where you know she can, she fell faster. Mm-hmm. So but she was no. It was. I mean, what it was, it was this powerful moment. I was watching. I was watching with my wife, and it was the powerful moment where Gal Gadot did something. 
that she hasn't done yet in this whole movie, and that was act. <laughs> and she gave a good performance with Chris Pine. I believed her. She had tears in her eyes. Her lip was quivering. She, I believed her at that moment that she didn't want to let him go, but she knew she had to. I'm like, okay, gal, <laughs> you got me. Good job. So then, like, she leaves him and she gets her strength and, oh, I'm woman, hear me roar, and I'm going to fall with style. No. What are you doing? I don't believe in any of the comics was she ever flying. Also, we didn't even talk about how they had a shoehorn. This this movie's a lot of shoehorns. Sure. Why did we have to have the invisible jet? Which makes no sense. Well, that's some fan service there. But but does it have to? Do we have to? Like, do we have to have nipples on the bat suit? No, we don't. Yeah, I it, mean, it seemed like it was a reach. Like they needed to. They were really pushing for it or something like that. And they really didn't, didn't need to. I didn't know the Smithsonian had their own private airfield. Exactly. Keep all the planes fueled at all times, Jordan, for and, yeah, on just, any reason. Mm. I was ripping this movie days sense. after, and, and, I, and I lost sleep over it. You did? Yeah. It, it, it just bothered me about a lot of the decisions made in this in this in this movie because it really just seemed like there didn't need to be a whole lot um it, it really didn't i understand the reason why barbara was turning into the you know, the cheetah you know or whatever the her you know whatever that name is going to be cheetah cheetah's her name that's the that's cheetah. Her joker cheetah's her joker the cheetah that's fine you know and and that's yeah exactly. But if she's going to be a big deal, then make her a big deal, right? You know, uh, did she need to be in this movie? No, not really. Um, but DC again is likes to just throw all this shit on top of it. You can you know focus more on one character, focus more on this Max Lord guy, you know, or take him out of the fucking shit completely, and make it all about Cheetah. But, make it all uh, about Cheetah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, and they but they they didn't, you know, and. I, they wouldn't know what else uh, of a story to tell. I guess I, I don't. I don't get it. You know. Um, but what do you? I, no. What well, do you feel about them? Like, I'm sorry. What do you? What do you feel about them? Uh, turning Kristen Wiig into cats. And what I mean by that is that's an insult to the movie Cats that came out last year because she looks absolutely god awful with her face superimposed with this cat body with a tail. And and breast and just oh god, yeah. I don't understand why they um, why they did that or why they needed to do that. Uh, I don't know why. If, yeah, it's just I don't know much about her origin story, so I, I can't I can't pretend to you know if it, if it, a wish made this happen or no. If she it was, no, it was an experiment. And and the stories that I've read, there is multiple cheetahs, right? And and Barba. Barbara in the comic was um, was this English scientist lesbian. Uh huh. And she science experiment go wrong and half human, half cheetah. <laughs> sure. Okay, but you're but you're talking at a different time in comics than now. No, no, but, I, I get you. You know, I mean, just if you're gonna make, and I was like, is 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 cheetah? Wonder Woman's Joker, you know, so then I check it out, Google it. And yeah, I mean, like, I mean, that is her big foe. That's her big bad. That's her Joker. 
So you're right, Eric. Like if this is her Joker, this is her Doc Ock or Green Goblin, you know, like if this is her big one and the whole movie needs about needs to be about Cheetah and her typical superhero movie. Right. Where we are typical superhero sequel. We already got the origin. So then the sequel is why the bad guy became the bad guy. Yeah. That's the whole point. That's what they needed to do. I, I don't know, understand what Patty Jenkins, the director, was trying to do with this at all. And she's like a cluttered mess and just made me almost laugh out loud is when he realizes, Max Lord, that he was wrong and he has to do that running scene in a field with his son that life will be you know, oh, yeah. better now. He got Papa. no repercussions. No, no repercussions. <laughs> yeah. He yep. didn't get no jail time, nothing. Yep, just say, hey, now make sure you don't do that again, Max Lord. Now you, now Max, don't oh, be doing that. We're going to keep an eye on you. Like, come on, dude, that's just lazy writing. Yeah, no, it, it really is. Again, I don't, DC really just, like, prefers it to fuck it up. I don't know if it's just still, like, a Zack Schneider holding on to this fucking thing, but it, it bothers the hell, hell out of me. Like, Marvel, look at, the, at how they're doing it. Each movie... Is sticking to one main baddie here, man. You don't, DC. Come on, man. You don't need to to have, you know, three or uh, more bad guys in every fucking movie. It's just, uh... Eric. I don't think DC's to blame for this one. Honestly, I don't have anything to back it up when it comes to reading material. But I don't think this is DC's fault. I think this is well. I guess if you want to say it is, it could be. But I think this is Patty Jenkins' fault. Gal Gadot was also a producer in this movie now. If she, if they had creative control over it, then I, I mean, I'll point the finger on that one too. Sure. But uh, I, I, again, um, I don't know whose decision it is to to cram everything into it. But you know, keep it simple, stupid. Like I, I think it was Patty Jenkins because because some stuff that I have read is that nobody, not even not even the studio, DC didn't even Warner Brothers, didn't even have any faith in the first movie. Just just didn't think it would do anything. That's not going to be their Iron Man. I would argue that Wonder Woman, the first movie, is DC's Iron Man. You know what I'm trying to say? Sure, I do. And right there, that's your Iron Man. You know. And then when it was time to do the sequel, hey, Patty, whatever you and Gal want to do, whatever you guys want to do, you know, this is materials of stuff. I just think that Patty Jenkins wanted to make two different movies. And I don't think that she could really trim the fat off of one. Either have one villain or either Max or Cheetah. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, there's another thing about this movie that uh, I'll say that they're trying to do. Because, again, I think they're trying to be a whole lot at at once. Is play off of the decade. You know? And and the movies that they come of it as well, too. You know? Um, The movies in the 80s, these kind of ridiculous adventure movies. You know, wishing on an item. Or, you know, obviously they existed here too. Or, uh, you know, the main character working in the in the museum, an ancient museum, you know, and that's where the, the artifact is. And, you know, do not open, you know, kind of a, mm-hmm. kind of that whole thing. But I feel like they glossed over that as well. I think know? so, because they even, because I don't think she even works for the Smithsonian and Batman versus Robin. We didn't even talk about the fact that in Batman versus Rob, Batman versus Robin, Batman versus Superman. I'm sorry, what an idiot. Um, in Batman versus Superman, Ben Affleck even says, uh, you know, he's trying to find her. 
She's trying to figure out who she is because there's no record of her since that picture that was taken in World War One, right? <laughs> but she's then working. she's in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> but she's in the Smithsonian. She's running around. She's falling with style. Um, she is in the mall doing her kick-ass routine, and then after she kicks ass, then she takes her crown and knocks out the security cameras. That's what you do first. Yeah. The world's greatest detective couldn't find nothing on Wonder Woman and the events that right. happened in 1984. Tell me, tell me that's not bullshit. Which he would have been said. alive for. He would have been alive for that. He would have have known, but we don't. Well, we haven't. I mean, Wonder Woman before takes place in D.C., Gotham, blah, blah, blah. but I mean, like world look, events happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would have remembered. Hey, in '84, I wish for my. In 1984, my dad pissed me off, and I wish for my parents to be dead, and they were shot. Oh, Boom. is that what he said? I was gonna say, what if he wished for him back? <laughs> That would have been found here. But, okay, so I, I'm not trying to drag this on, but, like, that would have been a better way of opening this movie, Eric, is if this is canon, which there's no reason to say that it's not, right? Sure. Don't have that silly triathlon in the in the middle, I'm sorry, in the beginning, because they're just going to hit us over the head with it throughout the whole movie. Have the opening be just these valley girls, if you will. Like, credits, boom. Valley girls in this mall. You know, and then the camera moves Tarantino style, right? These characters don't matter. Sure. And then boo, go to the robbery, and as soon as the as soon as the robbers come out, right, you see the crown knocking all the cameras out. You're like, oh, that's her, and then boom, had this big moment. That's what should have happened. Didn't happen. Oh no, I I think to myself, you know, like if this movie were to do kind of like a Stranger Things theme type of thing you know kind of keep it retro mm -hmm. would it have worked better and uh, so maybe if it was two hours yes it, it really could have worked i think it would have been pretty cool if it had like kind of that, that that grainy kind of vhs feel to it you know and it did uh you know it's like an old wonder woman movie actually with linda carter yeah, yeah you know just kind of like one of those styles then i think it, it may may have worked a bit um but it, but it didn't. Pedro Pascal would have looked baller in that uh, that type of too. You know, the villains always, you know, like the RoboCop. You know how like those villains in those suits. It just looks mm -hmm. better when like it's in like Technicolor and it's just the colors. You know, it just looks. I don't know, just more of, right. the, oh, of the decade, more of the time there, and just uh, you know a few things that they could have they could have done, but they just didn't do. Well, before we get our popcorn ratings, you just brought her up. So I will admit, I had a nerd moment. But in the middle of the movie, <laughs> I can't say it was a straight face. Uh, Wonder Woman has stashed this gold armor of a renowned warrior in her land who sacrificed herself because they were fighting man. And she just randomly has this 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 armor, um, which I never talked about in the first movie at all whatsoever. She obtained Goldar's armor. It is it is Goldar from uh, from the Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Yes, you are one hundred percent right. It is Goldar's armor, and she tells the story to Chris Pine that this warrior, blah blah blah, like I just said, and the warrior. She didn't say what happened. She didn't say she died or nothing like that. She said she sacrificed herself when they fought man. Movie ends mid credit stinger, right? We get a mysterious woman walking down this marketplace outside market. 
right? Mm-hmm. And something falls. Well, I don't want it. Well, something falls, and she saves somebody. A beam of some sort. A beam. A beam falls, saves somebody, and the oh. camera does this whip pan all the way up to her face. And there's Linda Carter telling us that Linda Carter is this sacrificial warrior. Now, I geeked out. I sat up in my chair. And I was like, Linda Carter? Oh, my God. That's cool. And then after a couple of days of processing, and I was like, well, why? Do you feel the same way I did? I mean, yeah, I, I, exactly. I I was like, oh, that's cool. That's there. But at the same part, I, I feel like it's, again, like kind of the old the, the old mom and dad at, at the young kid's party, you know, walking in there like, hey, we're still cool. Remember this? And it's just like, okay, I, we, we get it. Yeah, well, that's that's the old... You know, it's like, we get this fan service, and it's just like, it's in our face. It's not subtle, you know? And, and from there, it seems like they are just trying too hard to kind of win this approval that uh, for fan service. You know, like, hey, we put the Invisible Jet in this movie. Hey, we brought back her old friend, the Cheetah. And then, hey, we're bringing back... Linda, you know, all these things, you know, oh, to get, like, the new generation to it. It's just like, stop, man, you know, just let it play. You're absolutely right, Eric. Um, I I found this stuff out on Reddit. I was doing some research on this one. I was like, why have this one on the first one? You're going to love this. This is true. This is no bullshit. Uh, Linda Carter was supposed to be the Robin Wright role in the first movie. Okay. Okay. I, be- I believe that. Yeah, that makes sense. She was supposed to be that role. Something happened. She didn't do it. And the fanboys went on the internet after that first movie and went nuts. <laughs> Why is Linda Carter in this? Why is that, that, that Robin Wright role is clearly her role? I mean, there are message boards saying to superimpose Linda Carter's face on Robin Wright's body in the first movie. Like, people were going nuts. Like, 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 Sonic the Hedgehog nuts. Sure. So that's the only reason why she's in this movie. Really, it was just for that? Just for that. Uh, again, they could have put her in somewhere else. You know, they could have made her that woman, and then they could have done her the flashbacks with, yeah, with her like, yeah. in it. You know, that, that yeah. they could have easily just done that with and just made her in it. Like that, instead of instead of this being this, uh, you know, like you know, uh, um, the gasping moment, like oh, who is that type of thing. Right. It's like you know, I think. That would have been cooler too, because again, it's subtle. You know, it's it's while also paying proper honor to to the person. You know, you're giving her this this epic role of who she is, rather than her just kind of like, all right, Linda, now we want you to walk down that street. You know, maybe about five steps. We want you to stop, turn, pose, say your lines, cue, and then move. And it's just like yeah. it, it, it go just the seems, buffet card, you know. It might as well just yeah, exactly. You know, you might as well just like kind of pitch the you know the for the oval team right at the end too. You know, remember right. everyone, buy Applewood cigarettes. There you go. All right, Eric, let's get into our popcorn ratings here. What is your popcorn rating? And I'm not gonna be surprised for Wonder Woman '84. This is a, a small bag. I, I don't often yeah. give it like no bag or or kernels um, because there was good parts in this movie uh don't get me wrong you know um i like the the characters in them really dude uh because it felt like they well just were were playing and i i got that sense of it i really did 
Uh, Chris Pine's character is fun. He played this little naive bit, and it, it was an entertaining part of it, too. But again, I don't think this movie knew what it was trying to be. I think that it was just trying to put a whole lot into something and just hope that something turned out like the first one. Um, it could have had a lot of better choices made, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know if it's just maybe too many cooks in here that you know, a group project maybe is what this movie feels like uh, and everyone had to get a piece in. It It was just a lot and it really didn't need to be um, Wonder Woman, I, I mean, I still like her. I, I, I'm not going to hold her to it, but uh, at the same part, like, it feels like just another one of the, the DC bads, man. Uh, yeah. Small bag. Yeah, it's small bag for me, too. I, I was really hyped for this. I was really excited to see what they were going to do. I like majority things 80s, and I thought Gal Gadot was going to uh, go above and beyond. She didn't. And I thought Chris Pine was uh, a, a big part in the first one. And he just didn't do it for me in this one. Um, I don't like the fact that we have two different villains with two different motivations. And why in the fact that Max Lord give Cheetah a second wish and all of a sudden out of her ass, she says, I want to be an apex predator. Who the fuck says that? Yeah. Like, why, why don't you just say, I'm, I'm going to give you a second wish. What do you want to be? I want to be a cheetah. I would have I liked that just fine. Like who says I want to be an apex predator? Like yeah. that's that's stupid. Uh, small bag, and I'm and it really hurts me to say that because I really wanted this to be good, Eric. I really wanted it to, but next week may not be any better because next week we are reviewing Mulan, the live action movie. I got to see the original cartoon. I've never seen it, so I have nothing to compare it to. Or should I not? I don't know. Should no, I, I think I, you should. Uh... should I? Let's get down to business, Jordan, and uh, you can watch that movie. Oh, God. Well, we're going to watch Mulan, a movie that uh, people bought when they could have just waited two months. But, you know, try to tell you. It's, uh, I will, you have a kid, and I think that it'll be fun to watch the family. I don't know if Mulan is kid-friendly. I'll ask Gina. She's already seen it. The cartoon? The cartoon, yeah. Live action, I don't know. Yeah, the, the cartoon's fine, man. Cartoon's fine. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much uh, for listening to this most recent episode. But before we go, though, I'm going to crack open myself a nice, cool beer from Mr. Beer. Right, Eric? Mr. Beer, best beer that you can brew yourself. I'm excited to try the Motown Bach, Motor City Bach. Motor City Bach. Yes, you and I brewed our own beer. Uh, Motor City Bach is something that we created. It'll be really fun. Uh, but go to MrBeer.com uh, because we have a special promo code, everybody. And if you use this special promo code, you are able to get 15% off your discount. Um, let's just uh, – let's edit that out, Eric. <laughs> the fuck?